Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bigly Blast. An NFL season is 17 games long, and the Cardinals are 5-12 in their last 17 games. And that's exactly what they look like and felt like after playing the role of piñata in Mexico City, like a five-win football team in need of dramatic change. So what now? Obviously, the owner has to look long and hard at a complete cultural overhaul, which requires bringing in a new GM and a head coach, because this system ain't it. And that was laid bare last night when the dink and dunk parade was in stark contrast to the Ferrari that is Kyle Shanahan's offense. And really it's nothing personal because the Cardinals have invested almost a quarter billion dollars in a quarterback that got skewered last night without even playing a down for his lack of leadership and his lack of accountability and his refusal to look in the mirror and learn the nuances of football that he's never needed in the past. The Cardinals need to give this quarterback what he needs the most. Discipline and structure and accountability and a pathway to real growth and an offense tailored to his talents. Because after the Colt McCoy bubble was burst last night, the goal of becoming the third consecutive team to play a home Super Bowl is up in smoke. And you'd be hard-pressed to find a Cardinals fan who feels good about the future or where this train is heading. All right, today's Bickley Blast brought to you by my great friends at Chapman BMW who make luxury attainable. They've got two great locations. Find them online at ChapmanBMW.com. Oh, man, we got to flush this out. We got a quick early week with the, you know, Chargers. Flush this one out. Of course, we're not going to watch the film just because we're on a short week. So guys are on the plane, watch the film, talk to each other. Um, I always talk, you know, leave your ego at the door. If, if I give you something to tell you something, just take it. If you tell me something, I'm going to take it. You know what I mean? So just, you know, figure out what we did wrong. And then, um, you know, once tomorrow hits, shoot, we got we got an off day and then we're back to work. We got the Chargers. So, um, you know, it's an early week. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's Buda Baker looking toward the future. Chargers in town on Sunday. Then the Cardinals will go to their bye. Uh, the latest buy they've had in quite some yeah, time. But, you know, last night we, we, we had diagnosed this, and you don't have to be any kind of scientist to diagnose what we diagnosed. That was a game that the Arizona Cardinals absolutely had to win mm-hmm. to stay relevant, even in conversations for a playoff spot. Uh, and instead, I think it was probably the most thorough beating they've taken all year. Yeah, um, and quite that, some time. You know, considering... It's it's been a while since we saw Kansas City, and and, and I go back to that Kansas City opener at, at State Farm Stadium. <clears throat> that just looked like a Kansas City team that was well far ahead in its preparation for a season than the Cardinals were, because the Cardinals were relatively healthy at that point. But last night was just a beatdown. Yeah, it was. It really, really was. And so again, yeah. So the, so now you've got to turn your attention to to broad based concerns. In my opinion, obviously the players are going to talk about flushing this and continuing to work. And 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 I could sit here and spend the next ten minutes reciting what we're going to be hearing in the coming weeks oh, because sure. it's they're going to be. Their message is going to be on autopilot. It's it's going to be all that. But uh, you're going to hear the season's not over, right? Until we're mathematically eliminated, yeah, the yeah. season is uh, not over. That's true. They're going to they're, they will say that. That is true. Just heard from Buda Baker, and I am not criticizing Buda Baker here because I think he is the example of what NFL players should be. Mm-hmm. 
But his impassioned speech that went viral that the Hard Knocks HBO cameras caught, that was in the locker room after the Philly game. Yes. That was also born out of a guy probably seeing where this season was headed. Exactly. And trying to keep it on the rails as best he could. Yeah, you know my feeling on that. That thing, as much as people exalted Buda Baker for the speech and the passion behind it, it kind of alarmed me to hear that kind of desperation in his voice because if you're going to be a winning football team, you need about you need about 15 Buda Bakers, mm-hmm. not two. You know, you need to have that kind of total commitment. And I think that, and I think this is what they've got to do. They've shown now over the course of four years mutually where this thing is going. And from the standpoint of Kyler Murray, and we we've talked about it all morning. I just said it in the blast. He got skewered last night. Didn't even play, but he got skewered yeah. by the pregame show. You've heard the cut. We played RG3. We played Larry Fitzgerald. We played Steve Young. The Steve Young comments were very interesting to me because it was like, okay, dude, you need to realize you're not it. Not in the NFL. You've been it the whole your whole career, but you're not it now. And you need to get these components done. What's missing from this, as you pointed out, a lot of that is information that comes from the team to these broadcasters who are given insights as to what's going wrong with the program. That's the way the business works. They've got to fix this. And they're not going to fix this by demanding the quarterback go as in studies. They're going to fix this with a different set of teachers, as you pointed before. More accountability in the room. There, this is a very loosely run organization, and, and Cliff is he's a free-reign kind of guy. He's going to give you respect. He's going to give you time. He's not going to he's not going to throw you under the bus to the media. Yet we've seen that this that these kind of programs soft underbellies that can get exposed, especially when things get really difficult. And it's so I think these are all things that you got to wrestle to the ground here on the way out. Um, it, you've got a lot of money allocated to wide receivers and a quarterback here. You, you've got to build a defense. You've got to build an offensive line. As you pointed out, there are very few offensive linemen under contract for next year. This team's been in desperation mode for a few years running because of their terrible drafting. They've got no natural base of organic talent. Every year, it's a, it's a mad rush to sign guys, bring in guys, hope guys will work, over-promote rookies, fill holes, hope for the best. That's not, that's not it. Again, the 49ers last night, those weren't the 85 Bears. That's a, that's a team that's going to be competing for an NFC championship. And that's got to be the standard. And how do you compare to that team you just played last night? Last night, not so well. And again, injuries play a part. 49ers are a very healthy team at the moment. The Cardinals are not. I recognize that. But I also recognize that this team has had a lot of chances to purchase talent on both sides of the line of scrimmage yeah. and have, have not done so. But you know what, Bick? Earlier in the year, the 49ers were not health, a healthy <laughs> nope. team. No. And they waded the waters as much as they could, and they, and, and they got through it. They navigated through it. And to their credit now that they are becoming healthy, Dave Pass shut it in the final call. He thinks they're the team to beat in the NFC. Mm-hmm. I agree with him. I, I've seen the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, the record looks good. It, you know, Buda Baker had a quote where he said, "Men lie, women lie, numbers don't ever lie." You know film what? Doesn't I think, lie. I film think doesn't film lie. Film doesn't lie. But records, records can lie. You look at the Minnesota Vikings yeah, and, and the Philadelphia Eagles. I think their records are somewhat a little of a, overinflated. A lie right now, mm-hmm. and I think the same for the San Francisco 49ers, The way they are currently constructed, the confidence that they're playing with. You just saw them impose their will last night for thirty minutes yeah. of that football game, where they said, "You know what? 
Why are we why are we dinking around with these guys when we can just put the hammer down? And they put the hammer down on that first drive, and it lasted the entire half. Um, but you know, the Cardinals' record is is not a lie. The Cardinals are what they are. Yeah, and um, they have not done obviously as good a job of navigating through the injuries that hit every team. They've been hit. Harder than most teams. I get it. They've played more players this year in games than any team in the NFL. They have 80% of their line out. But again, you got You have to prepare for these things. You know what's hilarious? Mm-hmm. The 49ers are playing with their quote-unquote backup quarterback right now. They yes, are. they are. That's a good point. Whether it was That's luck, a good point. Whether it was luck or savviness, they did not just give away Jimmy G or you know cut him or whatever. They were savvy enough to keep him on the roster, and now he's the one of the keys to them, you know, their resurgence. Yeah, and listen, and and so I know that the Cardinals' offense was compromised last night when Rondale Moore got injured early because he had been on a three-game bender, if you will, in a good way, yeah. trending in a good way. But at that point in time, it, you spend draft capital for Robbie Anderson. At that point in time, he should be able to step in and make plays. I mean, how long how long has he been here? It's a sign of a. It's a sign of a soft it's a culture. Month. Yeah. It's it's so again. Did and you I, even notice Robbie no, Anderson on the no, field unless you sought not. him out to see if number eighty one was lined not. up? I, I didn't did either. I did not. There's. Uh, listen. I, I I do believe that that getting the quarterback right has to be priority number one. They've invested a quarter, nearly a quarter billion dollars into this guy, and whether you think he's worth it or not, that money ain't coming back, mm-hmm. and you're not trading him. There's going to be no market for him at that price. So to me, this is you got to get that piece right and nothing's going to change with that piece without real change around him it's time for character counts presented by parker and sons cooling plumbing heating and electrical today's nominee is mountain views uh, high school senior kayla smith kayla is a four-year varsity member a on the uh, Palm team, and they're looking for their fourth straight championship this year. Along with being the team's captain, Kayla is also a member of the National Honor Society. Despite her busy schedule, Kayla finds time to serve her community. During Christmas season, she and her family donate time and gifts to the needy, and Kayla volunteers with Suicide Prevention Hotline uh, called Teen Lifeline. Kayla was even chosen to appear in a PSA about suicide prevention. After graduation, Kayla hopes to attend the University of Arizona and pursue POM and uh, study business as well as continue to uh, contribute to community service. Character Counts presented by Parker and Sons Cooling, Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical looking for their next student athlete to win a $10,000 scholarship. Just text CHARACTER to 620-620 to nominate a student today. Coming up next, at one point we thought Hard Knocks was going to offer some answers about the Arizona Cardinals this year. It's uh, leading to more questions. We'll get into that next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. The local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. There are reports out there that he was unhappy with playing time and got into it with one of the coaches after the game. Can you confirm that? Wish him the best in Houston. Uh, that was the exchange last Friday. Steve Kime on with uh, Burns and Gambo here on Arizona Sports about the Eno Benjamin situation. I get the feeling this will probably be the last day we address the Eno Benjamin situation. Yes, I think but, so. Uh, we can address it pretty thoroughly today. Um I think people were looking forward to getting this inside look on the Arizona Cardinals and, you know, what goes on behind the scenes during a season. Hard Knocks has been around for 20 years. Uh, it's been around for 20 years in a preseason atmosphere. 
And that is basically the most uh, controversial thing is who, what player is going to get cut from a roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some, some merit in that. They've, they've done this in-season hard knocks twice now. So when Eno Benjamin was surprisingly and abruptly cut from, a team, from the team after a win against the Rams, people were wondering, what is going on? Uh, Cliff Kingsbury didn't really address it much. Uh, best for the organization. Steve Keimer heard his comments. We wish him the best of luck in, in Houston. Mm-hmm. A director for Hard Knocks went on a podcast on PHNX, the, the Cardinals podcast, last week and teased something shocking. Yes. Said, yes, you definitely want to watch show three. We had the discussions of whether or not this would actually be shown, how mm-hmm. much of Hard Knocks is real hard-hitting stuff, and well, how much of it is through the filter of what the team wants out there. Well, I was dis- I was mildly disappointed that it wasn't in episode two, and then Jared brought up, well, yeah. it's going to have to be next week, and then the PHNX guys got the director on a podcast yes. who, who teased the shocking footage that was upcoming. Then and said there will be a segment that right. will yes. be addressed. On yes, and, yeah. and, then, and then suddenly the references to that disappeared online, which we brought up. And At the, the request of, of HBO, by the way, from what I've understand. What, right? I, what, what mm-hmm. I've been told in, in, in talking with people, okay. that that was a request from them. And then Bob McManaman from AZ Central tweeted out yesterday at some point in time, there will be no footage on Eno ben- Benjamin because a second director claims there is no footage. Nothing was caught on camera. So this is interesting to me because so there's a couple of different uh, there's a few different scenarios here. Number one, either that first director who did the podcast with PHNX was caught surprised by the line of questioning about where is this going, where is this footage, and didn't even know and felt like I've got a I've got to lie and say oh it's coming it's oh of course we've got that of course of course as if as if we as if we in Arizona were a market full of rubes and wouldn't want to know what happened to a home hometown guy like you know Benjamin okay so that's a possibility it's a possibility that one guy went in over his skis and said something he had no clue what he was talking about and promised something they could not deliver but here's the thing because in the midst of this debate yesterday that raged online about it you can miss things in visiting locker rooms that are segmented and you see this a lot on the road where the visiting team has got three different little small rooms that are kind of connected and and you can't be everywhere. It's yeah. not like one big locker room where if something breaks loose, it's going to happen in front of everybody. So that's a definite possibility. But but I heard Ken Summers report from a source that he heard this Eno Benjamin thing started on the sideline uh-huh. in the game. So what are the odds of that happening? Something happened to the extent that it was so dramatic that Eno Benjamin was kicked to the curb. Without anything even days later for, right. uh, resembling right. an explanation for it so so th- so that's so it, not oh, suspended not fined released goodbye yes so uh, yeah so again so this is the fear the fear here is so either either the first director slash producer went on a podcast and wrote a check that that his camera crew could not cash and that is what that's what they're claiming via Bob McManaman's tweets yeah. that he just spoke out of turn. It was an innocent mistake. No, but he referenced be, something yeah. they never had. Right. But, but, but why would you use the word shocking? Why would you use that particular word? And do you have an 80-person camera crew? You want us to believe that you really don't have that? Is that how many they have? 80 people? That is what I heard. 
from my that, person who was on Hard Knocks last year. Just and on the crew, not 80 cameras, obviously. Yes, yes. an 80-person crew. Yes. Total. Total. This, I, uh, there were people, Mike Florio was one of them, there were people nationally who thought this 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 television show was disingenuous the way they framed Cliff Kingsbury in episode one. It didn't strike me as all that bad. I took issue with Patrick Peterson going after the owner and the GM the way he did after a very emotional game in Minnesota and not even addressing that. I thought that was weird given who Patrick Peterson is in the lineage and the history of the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. This is another matter entirely. Okay, This is a guy who did something, some sort of confrontation that led him to be kicked to the curb unceremoniously and if HBO isn't going to cover that, then I think we all have to realize what Mike Florio told us in an interview is true. This is this is not a this is not reality television. This is propaganda. Yeah. And you can watch it and you can watch it for the behind the scenes access and, and to see these guys, the interpersonal relationships, and that's all well and good. But it's just a reminder that it is what it is. And even oh, let, let's go down the road. They don't have the footage that the director spoke out of out of turn when he mentioned that on the podcast. It doesn't come up in conversation. You mean you can't address it as a storyteller? Producers can't sit down with a yeah. with a camera crew. Of course. I mean, of course. Of course. To me, this is just a, a, a couple things resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Hard knocks, especially the in season variety, and it's only season two. It's not for the diehards. It wasn't for the diehards of the Indianapolis Colts last year. It certainly hasn't been for the diehards of the Arizona Cardinals. A lot of this has been refresher material. Is it cool? Is it well-produced? Absolutely. But for the fans that really want to know the nitty-gritty about their own team, you're not going to get it. Mm -hmm. Because the formula sucks. Hard knocks does not work in season. There's a, there's a, a much more relaxed atmosphere about... You know, camera crews having access to NFL teams in the preseason. You got good stories. You got young players trying to crack rosters. You got, you know, guys trying to acclimate themselves to teams. It's much more relaxed. The pressure of the NFL does not lend itself to a quote unquote reality show. And I'll say it in year two, hard knocks in season on HBO has jumped the shark. Yeah, it's a great point. And here's the other thing great point. The preseason one, every team has hope. Yes. Every team is in good moods. You're not dealing in real time with with struggling teams and stress yeah. and drama and stuff. Well, that that's the question. If you are tuning in, you're not an Arizona Cardinals fan. You live in Cincinnati, say. You're tuning in. This team is struggling horribly. But you're also not going to get the really intense, you know, interesting, intriguing behind the scenes stuff. What is there to tune in for? Yeah, it's not no, good football, and it's not good storytelling. No, but it's, yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. But there's a faction of NFL fans that will just they will small consume faction. anything that, that that is NFL, even if it's not their team. Now, in I think fairness, they're the, testing that theory. This the time. best the best thing they did show was they showed the audio of the. Kyler D Hop exchange that we hadn't heard yet. That was something we hadn't heard, and it, and it did lead and it advanced the story, and advanced that's, the that's story, and true. gave us insight into to that thing. But you're right, uh, underwhelming. But, but again, it's it, then I step back and say, you know what? It, it's there's a lot of people who uh, reflexively blame the Cardinals for this. This might be an NFL thing because again, if Eno Benjamin went up and say, you know, hit an assistant coach, clocked him, all right. It, 
that doesn't make the Cardinals look bad other than some people who might say, see, undisciplined football team, no control, no fear. But I, I, I think there would be more a case where the NFL would be like, oh, heck no. We are not showing football players attack their bosses and their coaches. That ain't happening. So it isn't necessarily the Cardinals scrubbing, if that is even the case. No. It might be the NFL scrubbing. It might be them working together. Who knows, man? Who knows? It's just a little bit odd. Like I said, if this thing actually started on the sideline, uh, I, if yeah. if it didn't start on the sideline, I'd buy the fact that maybe they could they could have missed it in the locker room. On the road, that is a possibility. At home, it's not a possibility. On the road, it is. But but in terms of if it started on the sidelines and you missed it, because if it started on the sidelines, you as a trained cameraman are going to be watching that player in the locker room after the game. Yeah, the, I mean, these cameras are not following the on-field so action, all of them. Just Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So just it's, yeah. it's, it's very much, it's as real as a real reality TV program on MTV, which is to say, not real at all. <laughs> Road rules. Real housewives of the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Coming up next, we'll continue to break down the Cardinals' loss to the 49ers. We'll be joined by Kyle Vandenbosch of the Cardinals broadcast team straight ahead. It's Pickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings continues live from the Octane Community Studios on this Tuesday morning as we continue to break down the Cardinals' latest loss, this one to the uh, San Francisco 49ers on Monday Night Football. And uh, joining us now as he's done uh, on a regular basis throughout the season from the uh, Cardinals broadcast team, Kyle Vandenbosch, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Kyle, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. Doing well. Uh, my man Bick in his column, I'm not sure if you read it, but uh, he described last night's game, uh, it felt like a bug trying to tackle a windshield, which I think is a perfect way to put well, thank what you, we Eddie. saw uh, on the field in Mexico City. I mean, just uh, overall thought. I, I don't think it was unexpected with the way these two teams were trending. Uh, did you expect something different last night, Kyle? No, I, I really didn't. Um, it, it was like we brought a knife to a gunfight. I mean, they they just have so much more talent, it looked like, on the field. Um, but, you know, the disappointing thing was is it looked like they were way more physical. Um, we did not come out and match their physicality. Um, and then for even the leaders of this team to question the effort at the end of the game, that is not a, a good sign of things to come. It's not a good sign of, of this locker room and the makeup and and just the attitude of this team going forward um you know it it's to the point now and look i played for some bad teams when i was in the nfl and there was several times throughout my career where i was at this point and you know we didn't have a shot at the playoffs but i can promise you that we were just as dangerous uh, playing for pride, um, playing as, as a team that could spoil other teams' fortunes. Um, I'm not sure that I see that makeup. Um, you know, and it's disappointing when you have guys like Buda Baker who will lay it on the line every week, will do the right things at practice, do the right things in meetings. Um, you know, I don't see this team – uh, at least player-wise, having a leadership problem. I, I see it as having a follower problem. I mean, they have enough leaders. They have enough guys with experience that know what it takes um, week in and week out. Um, it's just they've got to bring everybody else along. And when, 
you know, you this is a must-win game. And even though the game was out of control late in the game, you start to see players make business decisions um, at this point in the season. It's it's concerning to me. It'd be very concerning to me if I was in that locker room and I was a leader in that locker room um, to see guys let up. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, look, uh, you know, I, I think this team has talked – far too much about playoffs in the early part of this season instead of focusing on the task at hand, taking it one game at a time and just pouring themselves fully into the game plan, just trying to get a win each week because that's what the NFL is. Um, you cannot look ahead. You cannot talk about playoffs when you're in the first part of the season. You've, you've got to take care of the task at hand or playoffs are not a reality. I think we all wanted to believe that Colt McCoy and his ability to to, to read defenses pre-snap and his ability to get the ball out quick and on time and 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 to throw to receivers who haven't even made their breaks yet. I, I think we all wanted to believe that that could be sustained maybe uh, against the 49ers, and that was not. So that kind of puts the focus back on how do we solve this quarterback issue. Um, Kyler Murray took a lot of criticism from the game analysts last night, from Larry Fitzgerald to uh, Steve Young. How do they get this kid right, Kyle, going forward? Well, let me start uh, with, with your point. Look, Colt McCoy was not the problem. He, he did a fine job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, outside of DeAndre Hopkins, particularly early in this game, it looked like the best player on the field for the Cardinals was Greg Dortch. And that's a concern when you've invested so much on that side of the ball. So um, Colt McCoy did fine. Um, he, he did what he had to do to try to keep this game, team in the game as long as they could. Um, now, getting to Kyler Murray, um, look, I don't want this to be a Kyler Murray bas- bashing session, um, it, it, you know, but regardless of the team situation, he needs to be on the field. He needs to struggle with the rest of the players that are struggling. He needs to play through whatever pain he has, just like every other single player on the team. Um, he doesn't get a pass. And if it's not pretty, if the product they put on the field is not good, he needs to be a part of that and he needs to be accountable. Um, you know, he's – look, I can understand um, – I, I personally wouldn't be in that situation, but I can understand last year um, you're waiting on a contract. You probably don't want to push through it. You don't want to put a uh, a subpar product and put that on film. Uh, but he's got the contract. He needs to go out there. He's got nothing to worry about. He's got security. The Cardinals have invested in him. He needs to bring players with him. And nothing – um, will will bring support uh, from your teammates, like seeing you battle through adversity, seeing you play through some sort of pain, um, and 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 he hasn't shown that. I mean, there's been too many times throughout his career where he's a game time decision uh, for three weeks in a row, yeah. or two weeks in a row, yep. and. And I understand the way he plays, and I understand how tricky hamstrings are. You you can't control it. You you can't have a player like Kyler Murray not you know take away his instincts and and not run. Um, but you know I would as, as, if I was his teammate, I would much rather see him um, go out there and and be at sixty seventy percent and try to battle just like everybody else. I mean I can promise you. There's offensive linemen on that team that are having a hard time getting out of bed every morning that can't tie their shoes by themselves, that um, have to will themselves onto the practice field. And that's what being a professional is. That's what life in the NFL is like. Nobody feels good 
you know, after about two games into the season, everybody's got something and you want your leaders, particularly the face of your franchise. You want him to be that standard bearer, the, the kind of player that you can rally around. And in order for that to happen, he's got to tough these things out. He's got to lay it on the line. He's got to, you know, at times when he pulls it down and scrambles, he's got to try to break tackles and, and fight for that extra yardage. And then players can rally behind him. Kyle Vandenbosch, uh, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Staying on that on that subject, Kyle, and, and not specifically to Kyler Murray, and I don't disagree with anything you said there, but with the, with the record being what it is, with where we are in the season, with the Lance in the NFC, I hate to go down this road, but and you've you've probably lived this in your career in the NFL. Isn't this the time of the year where some of those injuries start to linger, and maybe the desire to get on the field across the board is a little less than than you would hope for? Oh, absolutely, and, and that's going to be the concern going forward. And that's this is where we see what type of leadership is in that locker room, and what type of leadership is coming from the coaching staff um, when you know your playoff hopes are, are pretty much gone. Um, when your your aspirations that you had in the preseason are, are shot, um, what kind of guys do you have? What kind of men are in that locker room? What kind of leaders do you have? Um, you know, there's there's a lot of players. Uh, going into either contract years or two two years out from contract years, um, and the, right now they're battling through injuries. They're playing through injuries, and they're they're questioning themselves: like, is it worth it? Is is me going out there? Um, playing through something um, that's gonna gonna reflect poorly on me on film because it, because I'm not 100 percent I'm not able to do the things I'm normally able to do is is that going to hurt uh, my financial value is that going to hurt my next contract and and players start to have those things run through their head but that's not you know that's not the sign of a healthy locker room that's not the sign of, of good leadership and that's not the sign of a good culture and and we're going to see we're going to see what what this locker room is made of we're going to see um how they approach this game going into a bye i mean to to me right now it's it's a one game season can we go out and salvage something can we go out and sneak out a win against a team that's that's playing pretty well against a team that's dealing with injuries at key positions a lot like the Cardinals are in, in the Chargers. And, and you know, the, the Cardinals need this. If they can get a win going into the bye and at least feel good, go to the bye, reassess, get healthy, it would be huge for this organization. But I'm not sure what this locker room is. And, um, you know, the unfortunate part is here we are 11 games into a season, and this team doesn't really have an identity. At times it feels like, okay, the defense is doing well. The defense can carry this team. And then there's, there's games like they're like last night where the defense, it, it looks like it's a bottom tier defense mm-hmm. and there's, there's not playmakers and there's no pass rush. And, um, and offensively, what is this team is, you know, when, um, you know, I, I got somebody tweeted at me that, you know, this team is just so predictable. I think their 19 first downs, all of them were either a run or a screen. There's almost no excitement, no, no. innovation to this offense. And, and I understand with the backup quarterback and backup offensive lineman and injuries at the wide receiver position, um, it's tough to find an identity. But, you know, you, you can't be lost at this point in the season. You've got to have something that you're, you're good at, that you can rely on, that you can hang your hat on. And I'm just not seeing it. Kyle, you need to get yourself one of those big-time 
time, big paying TV jobs like our boy Schlereth, man. Your insight and your candor is inspirational, brother. We appreciate you. Hey, I'm waiting for a call like Jeff Saturday got. So, so if, there's any, if there's any positions open, I'm available. There we go. Hey, it's out there now, Kyle. Hey, we will talk. Have a, Thank you, uh, have a great Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you soon, Kyle. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. I Thank appreciate you. it. Kyle Vandenbosch, uh, Cardinals broadcaster. Wow. And NFL coaching wow. candidate joining us here. KVB. Love that guy. <laughs> KVB. <laughs> uh, we did it early. We're going to do it again. Uh, get your thoughts on a very frustrating, painful loss for the Cardinals to the 49ers. Uh, we'll open up the phone line. 602-260-9870. We'll sneak in next. Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Marotta Mornings. Bickley and Marotta Mornings on this uh, Tuesday. We break down the uh, Cardinals losing to the San Francisco 49ers. Phone lines are open. We waste no time. We go right out to the phones at 602-260-9870. Tom in Phoenix. Good morning. You're on Bickley and Marotta Mornings. I wish I had something positive to say about the Cardinals. I mean, um, it, it, but there's just nothing positive. You just wonder, why did we ever even hire Cliff Kingsbury? I mean, it's it's not working out. And why would we give the guy an extension? I mean, and then why do we, a, a huge game like this on Monday Night Football in Mexico City, I mean, they just stink. I know, you know. Obviously, the Niners are good, but it's just so infuriating. You know, I mean, you plan your whole day. You know, the, the relationship between the fan and the team. I mean, the players come and go. The coaches come and go. But us fans, we're here permanently. And it's like, it's almost like, you know, if you had a bad relationship and you, you keep taking her back, you know, and it's just like you you're at, you keep asking yourself why. and. There's so much blame to go around, but I mean, I'm so sick of the phrases on schedule, uh, rhythm, uh, shot myself in the foot, uh, you know, the scripted plays. I mean, obviously, they need to take all of their plays and throw them out and start fresh. And you know what? There are ways to throw a deep ball. I mean, throw it, you know, get one player to go deep down the middle, fake it, you know, fake pump to him and then go down the sideline with D hop or maybe Robbie Anderson who can go faster than everybody else. And why would we do a jet sweep on the opening play? I mean, I knew that wasn't going to work. I mean, it's like, and, and I, I understand Buda Baker is, is, is got a lot of great attributes, but you know what? He's not that great of a cover safety. He gave up the penalty or the, the touchdown to Kittle in the second quarter. And sometimes all that energy he has, he overruns a lot of plays. Now I could go on for about five more minutes about all the problems the Cardinals have, but I'll let somebody else add to it. Appreciate you st- setting the bar there, Tom. Appre- uh, the, 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 well done. Uh, we continue on the phones. We'll go out to uh, Scottsdale, talk to Tony next here on Arizona Sports. Good morning, Tony. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Good. Good, good. You know, Vic, you ended your blast with something about the train, and whenever I hear the train, it makes me think of uh, bad football here in Arizona. Yeah. So. Uh, sorry about that, bro. <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of things going around with this team. It's, it's a it's a broken football team. Um, it's, uh, you know, one thing, one thing after another. And, and uh, you look at the... The uh, the drafts 
Um, look at 49ers draft. Look at those two stud wide receivers that they drafted. Their um, their drafts have been ten times better. Um, I if you're gonna get rid of uh, Kingsbury, I would get rid of Khan even faster. Uh, most I actually blame a good percentage of this on on uh, on him. The offensive line. A lot of people are talking about why we can't throw the ball. You can't throw the ball deep because you have no. You have no running game. Uh, James, James Conner, I don't know if he's hurt. Um, and when you have a hurt running back, it's good to have a, a backup running back in Eno Benjamin, which we, we got rid of. Uh, on that note, um, let's go uh, Cardinals. Let's say we can, at the end of the season, we can pick up uh, Eric the Enemy. And one good note, uh, my uh, football-wise, my son's 11-year-old football team, AZ Suns, are going to be going to play in the uh, – Tournament in Florida. Nice. So let's go, go Suns there. Well, there you Best go. There. there you go. Best Thank of luck, Tony. man. I got time for one more. Let's go out to Gilbert talk to uh, Tom here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Hi, Tom. Good morning, gentlemen. I haven't talked to you in forever. What's up? And it's because I just, I, it was a dead horse and I had run out of sticks. <laughs> but I'm going to point out a couple of things. I'm going to point out a couple of things that I saw last night that just absolutely infuriate me. <laughs> okay. I don't care if you get it out in 2.1, 2.9, 6.3 seconds. If you are going to constantly scheme that you have three receivers within five yards of each other, <laughs> I don't care if it's one yard from the line of scrimmage, five yards, or 20 yards, if you are running a defense to the play, then your scheme sucks. And I don't care who the receivers are, who the quarterbacks are, that scheme. And I have said this now for four years. I don't care how you rank the coaching staffs in the NFC West. This coaching staff will rank fourth. How you rank the other three is irrelevant. Gentlemen, I'm going to try to find a new bag of sticks, and hopefully the dead horse will come back to life. Thank you, bud. Have a great well day. Well done. Great well to hear done. from you, Tom. Uh, we were just commenting. We hadn't heard from Tom much, but he explained why he ran out of sticks. Tom brings up a point. There is a lot of bunching of receivers in the same area that happens on a week-in, week-out basis with, with this team. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. There's, <laughs> so yeah, we haven't even hit on everything that popped up from last night's game. We got another hour left uh, in the show. Thanks to uh, everybody who chimed in on the phones today in uh, both phone sessions. You can also text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, we'll hit uh, social media because that'll be fun today on a day <laughs> like today. Social studies with Sarah Cazell is next. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.